Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to today's episode podcast of Michelle Spiva Wisdom Smack with me, your hostess, Michelle Spiva, and Practical Priestess of Wisdom. I want to invite you to come with me and uh, join me as we talk about some of the things that are starting to show up in our environment, some that we were expecting and some that we weren't. So join me on the flip as we talk about unexpected side effects. I'll see you then. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. And as I have been looking at uh, the happenings of what's been going on with the majority of the world in some type of mandatory or self-imposed sequester, things have started to come about that we expected and then some that we didn't. For instance, the uh, amounts of overall crime in the United States is down uh, dramatically from the uh, last two weeks that they've been tracking. And it seems like if you can't be out, you can't get into trouble. So there's that. The Another thing that was uh, kind of cute and funny and interesting is that wildlife has started to return to urban areas. There have been sightings of sheep overtaking a downtown and uh, deer moving in to some areas where they weren't before. And it is, like I said, it's, it's something because it's like, wow, Mother Nature is letting us know, don't try me because I will come back on you real fast. And so there's that. Another thing that has uh, been shifting is the amount of uh, people who are starting to reevaluate what is their, you know, what is the priority of things. There has been a reshuffling and it's quite refreshing. And it's a side effect that a lot of people didn't realize that it only takes you having to be inside for not even a month yet for people to start slowing down enough to get uh, a new perspective. And then this one is cute. And I'm not going to go through the full list of all the stuff that I've been noticing, but I do want to make note of this one. And this is not an advertisement or an endorsement because I have not played the game. I've just been uh, heartened to see what's been going on. Nintendo came out with a updated uh, version of a 
game that has actually been out for quite some time uh, called Animal Crossings. And this version is called New Horizons, where it takes you on an adventure to go to make your own island. And it's uh, rated E for everyone. So there is no age restriction. And it was always meant to just be a, a nice little uh, game to keep people of all ages entertained with nice, wholesome fun. And it has taken off. And people are now using it to go on dates since they can't be with their loved ones or even to go on new dates. People are using it to have uh, graduations and weddings and all of the different gatherings that we're prohibited from having right now. And it's starting to build a community that actually has some real therapeutic applications to them. People around the world are able to play this game. And then on and on, there are so many different things that I, I could talk about. And I think in a previous podcast, I mentioned where even just after a few weeks, and this was not even during the time when things started to be mandatory, but just with a decrease in the amount of uh, motor traffic in the waters along uh, some of the shorelines in the United States. Uh, wildlife is starting to rebound. The waters are getting clearer. And it's like, wow, it only takes that amount of time for our environment to start healing from our overuse. And I am just totally amazed at how things shift so fast. And so I wanted to talk about the unexpected side effects of uh, especially when things that look chaotic come and talk about how chaos plays out. And I devoted, uh, it wasn't a series per se, but I devoted quite a few podcasts, like maybe last month, to chaos and how chaos was upon us and what was happening. And I've actually had a few people <laughs> contact me to say, hey, are you psychic? I'm like, no, I'm not psychic. Uh, but to me, it was very obvious that chaos was afoot. And um, when we talked about embracing chaos was one of the podcasts and, and some of the others, we talked about the telltale signs of what happens. And so when chaos comes, chaos comes with destruction, danger. It's messy. It's not organized at all. When you're in chaos, you don't know which way is up. But the thing about chaos is that for all of the destruction, chaos is also new birth and rebirth. It's uh, a, a new beginning. It's the freshness of life and it is the opportunity for good things to happen because chaos wipes the slate clean. And so a lot of people are starting to get some unexpected side effects of resets. There have been people who, and I couldn't find the numbers, y'all, because I was like, if I find those numbers, but I was like, I will not be messy. I will not let the church of messy use me today. No, I will not. Um, but there have been, uh, for every, you know, statistic that you see out there of people who um, are, are uh, unfortunately not having a safe time at home because of domestic violence situations and the like, there are many more who are having kind of the opposite, where they're getting a chance to spend time with, with their loved ones in a capacity where they're having to make it work. 
you know, and they're understanding we can't kill each other up in here because if the police come, there's nobody we can blame it on because, you know, and so the, there's a side effect of people having a rekindling of their relationships and starting to be able to work on them. And then there are some who are actually starting to learn that for whatever you think, their particular relationship has run its course and that, yeah, it's time to move on. I heard um, people talking about how during this time, uh, instead of absence making the heart grow fonder because of people who were sequestered from each other, it has absence has given people a lot of clarity uh, to be able to really have that time alone to investigate who they are and to make wise decisions, and I call it wise because when you start to figure out who you are, where you are, where you're going and what you're doing, you start to get a clarity about who you're taking with you and who would, it would be too much friction to keep going forward. And so there's been a lot of that with people in romantic relationships and others. And on and on, more and more, wisdom is starting to show us that chaos is having her perfect work. And so even though we have lamented over the destruction and the danger and the messiness and the unorderliness and not knowing which way is up and, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? There are starting to to be the signs and the sparks of newness, of rebirth, new birth, and all of those wonderful things that chaos ushers in as well. And I thought it was apropos, especially in the Western Hemisphere where we're, we're in spring, that it would coincide with spring, which is the, the calm after the storm, the 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 burgeoning of of new um, new life of. Um, babes being born in the wild, you know, from the winter and all of those types of things that happen in wildlife and nature. And it has been a silver lining is what I'm going to say. It's been a silver lining. And so today I kind of want to just get us to not focus. You don't have to focus, but be mindful of, yeah, that's what I'll say. Just be mindful of all of the good things that can happen because too much of the time we focus on one or the other. We focus on the extreme good or the extreme bad, but we don't tend to remember that bad things can happen while good things are happening too. Uh, <laughs> I didn't read the story. I just saw the headline and I just giggled. Uh, but th- there was a headline that I read today that talked about uh, babies, new babies being born somewhere in India uh, are being named Corona and COVID. And I was like, okay, <laughs> life continues to go on. And anytime you can have a birth and have a healthy, healthy baby, that's a blessing. No matter what's going on, new life is always coming. And it help us to, helps us to know that the circle of life is intact. Uh, you know, because it could, you know, if someone were to say that, you know, there were no new healthy births in the last three to four weeks, then we would be like, oh, that would be really something. But the life and death cycle continues to move along and we continue to be okay. So let me um, 
just, you know, talk with you a little bit about some of the things that we can look at uh, as good and some of the things that we can look at as bad. And when I say bad, meaning we need to leave it alone, leave it, leave it, leave it be, you know, don't take it with us. And um, I was uh, looking at Twitter uh, for some trending stuff. I'm doing some research on a book and I was laughing at all the different memes and things of how people are still able to be jovial and, and, and lighthearted in the midst of whatever they're going through. And I looked at one meme and it was talking about uh, staying inside, you know, and admonishing people for staying inside. And I was like, okay, that was funny. And I thought, just out my mind, I was like, yeah, everybody, you know, has been talking about being woke. And it's funny because we moved from the awakening uh, about 10 years ago to being awakened to being woke. And I'm laughing because it's like COVID-19 has truly shown us that, uh, I bet you woke now. <laughs> I bet you're awake now because nothing is the same. And it's, it's kind of the, the, the proverbial, um, topsy-turvy. Everything is, is in reverse. And I wrote this down and, uh, I didn't meditate on it, but I just wrote it down. And, and that was that in, even in life, sometimes you have to put the car in reverse. And I was like, okay, yeah, because sometimes you got to back up and self-correct and do some things. And so the the thing about where we are possibly finding ourselves now, and I say this because I'm going to tell you, if you want some popcorn entertainment, go to a th- Twitter thread where it is full of investors trying so hard to make sense of what's happening in the context of a of an established way of thinking and being it's quite it's quite entertaining i will say that but every now and again there are some that get it right and when they do it's a marvel it's a jewel it really is it's a jewel in 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 the bowl full of a lot of glass marbles and so it's always refreshing and i was reading something that one of them said, and they said something to the effect that value is shifting. Now they were talking about interest and stocks and all of those types of things. But I was like, I wonder, do they realize how deep they were going when they said value is shifting? And the reason why I say that is because historically, whenever there has been great turmoil and upheaval. There's a reason why they call uh, acts of God and uh, pandemics and things uh, upheaval is because that's exactly what it does. It turns everything upside down and and it's kind of like dumping um, a whole bunch of things on the floor and letting them fall where they may. There's no rhyme or reason. And so when this particular person said value is shifting, I was like, no, duh. And we also know that And when I say no, I mean that we've observed that during times of great upheaval, uh, the people who stay 
within their bodies. And when I say within their bodies, they stay away from continued or prolonged shock. And they tend to get back into the ability to use the full spectrum of their body, not just being logical, but being having a, a wonderful mix of logic, creativity, and even desire and passion. And those people are able to do this thing. And that is when upheaval and great turmoil is in effect. Those with a wide span and command of their minds are able to kick in to do uh, amazing things uh, in the t- in time to be able to survive and thrive. It is said that whenever creativity is about to die, that the tempest and fate works up the winds of change so that we can tip back in to creativity. I will tell you right now that this is the age of the opportunist. If you either have a mind for it or you know the skills of searching out opportunity, this is for you. You are now a side effect of a pandemic. You will continue to thrive. And don't worry, I'm going to make sure I talk a little bit about how to be um, a good opportunist. It's it's not going to be exhaustive. I'm going to spend just a few minutes, but I just want to make sure I say this other stuff before I get into that. And that is that when we look at how creativity can abound and we look at how value shifts, that also lets us know that priorities are in total reshuffle. You see, that's another thing that I saw looking at the economists and the investors trying to make heads or tails of this. Because when it comes down to it right now, having a working ventilator for those who are suffering is way more valuable for those people than anything else. And it's hard to tout the importance of having a strong uh, S&P 500 index when you don't have the basic needs and survival for being able to get air into your body. And so, yes, priorities are changing. But here is another thing that's real deep. And that is meanings are also changing. And it's been said, and I'll say this, that nothing has meaning until we assign meaning to it. That's how powerful we are as human beings. Nothing that you encounter has meaning until you give it a meaning. Eleanor Roosevelt kind of tapped into this with her famous statement, and I paraphrase here, that uh, no one can can make you believe or tell you who you are unless you believe what they've said. That's how powerful meaning is, and that's how powerful the meaning that we have uh, can be. If you look at how you perceive your world and you really get to the root and the heart of it, It is because you have a certain belief and that belief is driving you to action and driving you to your destiny, whatever it is, that is what's happening. And so understanding that at a time like this, value, creativity, meaning, and priorities are all in flux and you get a chance to have a reset, that's really powerful. And As I've been looking across, because I love to see how those who are very logical like to look at things like this when when logic has been kicked to the curb and uh, mother chaos is in control. I have been looking and it's it's been something because the elite 
the one percenters or whatever, and this is not to bash anybody. I don't do that. I don't, I don't care for that. Um, what I'm saying is, is that the elite, just like everybody else, are trying to make heads or tails because no one is immune to the pandemic and no one is immune to being affected by it. Even if you think they've got a lot of money, it doesn't matter. We're all human beings and we're all affected. And so the elite are also being tossed into disarray. And there is a remodeling of the social order and status that is afoot. When everything settles and you look back maybe about 36 months from now, there are going to be people who lost ground and people who gained ground in what they believe uh, um, makes status. And that's all well and good. But what you'll also find is that because we're in this new normal, uh, we will never really go back the same. It's going to mean that how we look at our lives and what things mean are going to change. This will be one of those times in the history chronicles of what we went through where where it will be a line of demarcation. It will be a point on all, all charts and all history books where they're going to say, prior to this or before Corona-19, COVID-19, and after COVID-19. It's already being um, hypothesized that there will be a new social order of non-touch. And that's, that's not good because we need touch. And yeah, it, it gets to be something, but that is something that is going to affect us. And just a few other things I want to say about these side effects before I talk about this opportunity. Um, looking at how uh, you handle the, the gifts and the drawbacks that are at present, it is really easy to get into um, thinking that either woe is me, nothing is going right, um, I can't live, I can't survive because no one is doing anything. Whereas on the flip side, you can also say, whoa, this is a great time for me because everybody is stupid and I'm smart and I can get over on everybody. Both sides are wrong. And you have to figure out how to work in a way where you can find the good in what you're doing that does not require the bad or the to the detriment of somebody else. I guess I'm what, what I'm trying to say is like my mother used to say to me, your decisions and actions should never cause anybody else to have to suffer. So I wanted to state that because now I'm going to move into this opportunity because this is the time of opportunity. And what I'll say is, is and, and the reason why I'm having to say this is because I'm I'm currently teaching a class. Yes, I am, y'all. Throughout all of this, I got a class going and it's a creative class dealing with, you know, writing of books and things. And um, people want, you know, to know how do I make a living in a time like this? And starting to teach people the foundations, I'll just go in and cut to the quick. There are a few things that I start to get people to uh, exercise by way of learning a new skill. And that is to learn how to see patterns, recurring ones if you can, and how to see opportunities. And with the opportunity part, what it is is, in, and this is not exhaustive because, you know, we only got a few minutes here, but 
what you want to do when you're looking for quote unquote opportunities, look for things that are adjacent or in the periphery of something that's established. It's easier to find opportunity when you are looking for something that has been tested and true. And it was it someone clever said that when you're trying to do opportunity, don't try to compete, cl- compliment. And so uh, much of the untapped opportunity that is out there right now, like I said, is because you're able to be adjacent to, a periphery of, or an extension of. Think about how many people make a living, a good living, because certain things exist. So Facebook, there are so many people who make a living because Facebook exists, whether they are trying to teach you how to market on Facebook or they're doing your marketing for you, or if they are using it as a platform for their businesses, or if they are using the chatbot messenger Uh, to show you how to communicate with each other or with companies or whatever. And there's so many different more. They have a business and an income and a livelihood because these things exist. Likewise, there are so many more that we could do. Um, We could take the same thing and look at Amazon. Um, We can look at um, any number of industries that you could find a way to offer some kind of service that complements it. And when we say complements, meaning it helps people to use that service better or You can use it where it complements because you use it as a platform and because you use it as a platform, you pay them a certain amount to do what you do. Um, For Facebook, that would be advertising where you, you know, you spend advertising dollars and the like. But getting to the point where you can start to sense opportunity is not hard. It just takes work and it's frustrating at first because it's not obvious. You, It takes some time, it takes some testing and it takes some courage actually to sense and work out and, and do uh, your, you know, follow your hunches for your opportunity. Now I saw one the other day and I'm not going to say it. I uh, said it to some people and already I can see people are, are taking this young man's idea and doing it as well. And I don't think it should be a pile on, so I'm not going to mention it, but I thought I saw something that was really brilliant that someone did, uh, with zoom and doing exactly this, saw the opportunity and they were able to compliment zoom and, uh, provide a service and it's going like gangbusters. But the thing is, is that when you are trying to make your way and you're trying to figure out what it is that you need to do, don't try to just go out there and, uh, I'm trying to say this in a way that's nice, but don't go out there trying to dupe people, trying to get over on people, trying to do a cash grab or any of that kind of stuff. Don't do that because it it won't work out well for you. It just won't. And the reason why it won't work out well for you is because even if you make a lot of the money, it'll be short term. 
or you'll have chargebacks complaints. You'll, you know, lose your ability to sell or whatever. Or, you know, if you try to dupe people to get them to hire you to do services and you can't deliver, it's just not going to go well. And so the side effects of having this particular time in you know, our, our, our timeline of history is that those people who are able to have uh, skills and eyes for opportunity are going to thrive. Now, this is the second part of opportunity that a lot of people don't like to hear. So once you um, either are able to just see what people want and take advantage of it or If you're able to look at things that are existing or that where there is a need or a demand and offer what you can, the other part about that is, is that if you're going to do well, you got to do something well, meaning a lot of people are trying to get in and make money and find new ways of taking care of themselves. And they're not good at the service or the product that they're trying to offer. There is this saying that says, if you want to make money, you first got to make great product. (laughs) And when I tell you, I have firsthand experience that people don't get that. They know it. It makes common sense to them. But when they go out, inevitably, they don't realize it. I have people that come to me all the time who want to make money as a self-publisher and they want to make money in one of the most lucrative genres, which is romance. And I write, you know, some of my pen names write, I write in romance. And then when I ask them what they know about romance, um, have they written it? Do they understand the complexities and the foundations? They do not. They just want to make money. And I'm like, wrong question. The first question is, how do I get really good the fastest way possible at delivering this? Because if they ask that question, that they understand how you start to make a living doing something. And beloved, I just want to tell you this, that some of the side unexpected side effects of where we find ourselves now is that this is one of the best opportunities that has come along in a long time for you to be able to exhibit and use and produce out of what you are good at. And you'll get compensated. I am looking at people who are now, they have gone from, well, in the United States, they have gone from being fearful of losing it all and you know, being homeless to saying, okay, now that we've got, you know, our little stimulus stuff, when it comes through, I can see a way and I can do this and I can make it, you know, you know, being able to have three or four months to get myself right will help me. And I'm telling you, it is, it's going to be okay. It's going to be pretty good. And when I say it's going to be okay, based on the knowledge that I have right now, we don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't know what next month or next year brings. But as it stands right now, the unexpected side effects are favorable. And I choose to expect them to be favorable because I live by expectation. And so what I want you to do is I want you to embrace the fact that on the other side of chaos, she has a way of bringing you resets and new life, new opportunities, and uh, new ways of having a great life. So don't, don't, don't get stuck mourning what you think you're losing or the way things are, I mean, are now look different from how they used to be. Don't, don't spend your time crying over that. Move forward because 
there are good times to be had right now as well. So guess what? Yeah, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes, like, subscribe, and I'm going to see you tomorrow because this is a daily podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.